0: Yeah, watch out for falling coconuts.
1: Welcome to Karate Kid Minute, a podcast where we discuss the original 1984 classic, The Karate Kid, one smog-filled minute at a time. I'm Robin. I'm Matt. And joining us today again from the Everlasting Minute is
2: David Kincannon. Welcome back. Thank you so much for having me. I uh, really enjoyed the the first minute that we talked about, and I'm looking forward to uh, getting into the nitty-gritty on this minute.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and it's hump day, and uh, this is minute five of the Karate Kid. It begins with a sullen Daniel and ends with a closed gate all ready to kick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I love uh, – I'm sad this the, this funny line got cut off uh, from the previous minute, but I love Daniel's response to this is the end of the line. <laughs> it's, it's like you're telling me, just yeah. looking, looking around. <laughs> Poor choice of words. Uh-huh. <laughs> then Lucille starts getting into more ship dialogue. All hands on <laughs> the deck! We gotta get this thing unloaded before it sinks.
0: <laughs> I think that forty something hour drive across the states uh, <laughs> made her go a little bit kooky,
2: <laughs> frightened so, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So as I was watching, as I was watching this minute, you know, the twenty or thirty times I watched it, yeah, um, taking my notes, it struck me because I because that because the first few times I was like well, this, this, we've got to get this thing unloaded before it sinks line is just egregious in terms of like the (laughs) weird boat idioms. But, but then I realized is, is she using boat metaphors because they're living at the South seas apartments? It must be. (laughs) I'm assuming.
1: Yeah. I mean, once we get inside that gate, you can see like there's portholes on the, on the gate.
2: and... And that was what, that was what made me realize. I was like, I was like, oh, maybe that's why she's doing it. Which, which, if it is, that's really committing to the bit. Yeah. Because <laughs> I certainly didn't notice. I didn't put it together. <laughs> the South Seas. Yeah.
1: Um, but, yeah, then she says, look at those palm trees.
2: Uh, David, <laughs> did you uh, have anything to say about that? Well, so she says, look at those palm, tree- palm trees. And she says, do you know what that means? And, of yeah. course, her, her teenage son says, yeah, watch out for falling coconuts. Now... <laughs> I, I'm going to cut Daniel LaRusso, LaRusso some slack here. He's from Newark, New Jersey. He's probably never seen a palm tree before. Right. But did you know that there are over 2,000 types of palm trees? No. What? And the only one that produces coconuts is the coconut palm.
0: Oh. Makes sense.
2: <laughs> Which is not indigenous to California.
0: <laughs> so Can they grow is,
2: there, though? I it, I it seems like maybe they can be transplanted there. So it's it's possible that this could be a coconut palm, but unlikely.
0: <laughs>
2: I went back to minute four to see if you could see any coconuts in the crossfade to the to the leaves of the palm trees, but the fronds are all covering up where the, the coconuts would be if it was a coconut palm. So
1: we need karate kid in four K so we can analyze these things. <laughs>
0: Does that exist, <laughs> by the way?
1: Uh, I, I'm sure it's coming I, it's, I, I don't think it I don't think it does yet but
0: because um, yeah I got a, a new OLED like giant OLED TV recently and uh, my DVD's not cutting it it's very blurry
1: <laughs>
0: yeah um,
1: yeah my, I have I have the DVD and then I have a, uh, a, a one from the the internet quote unquote that's <laughs> a little blurry.
2: According to Google, there is a Karate Kid 4K transfer. Um, it is available for fifteen ninety nine from Target. Now, Sweet. look closely. Is that movie from
1: nineteen eighty four? Because there is another movie. out yes. here it is. <laughs> it
2: is the cover with with uh, Ralph Macchio and Pat Morita looking at each other.
1: Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> um, so, the line about watch Watch out for falling coconuts. I. I I've been looking through the script. I now have the uh, the novelization uh, for kids, basically that I've I read when I was a kid. i have been going through that too, and it seems to be based on the uh, the like whatever the the draft before the final draft. So there's okay. a little different. Uh, the The line actually is supposed to be, "Yeah, besides earthquakes, I got to watch out for falling coconuts." So. Mm and uh then he then she says uh wise guy no more newark winters and he says i like winters (laughs) and i don't know i like i live in vermont and like i can understand people liking winters around here but a newark (laughs) winner that's gotta just be the worst
2: yeah yeah it sounds sounds unpleasant
1: just you know i don't it's not like a bunch of countryside where you can sled down or
0: yeah ride. it's just gonna be brown snow everywhere yeah yeah it's
2: yeah. gray and unpleasantness Ugh.
0: yeah but uh
2: um,
0: yeah. yeah um <laughs> do you guys like winter no no <laughs> no
2: uh nope. which sucks because i live because i live in colorado
1: i know That's the Um, one sucky thing about Vermont is I do not like winters. I like looking out the window at winter. Yeah. I like experiencing it.
0: Yeah. I like that for about a month and then I'm over it. (laughs) You probably get mega winters up in. We do.
2: Yeah. About like almost half the year is winter. (laughs) That's that does not sound like my idea of a good time.
1: (laughs) uh so we continue lucille saying uh oh you like sore throats you like frozen toes and daniel says i don't like smog and uh i just wanted to i have some fun facts about (laughs) smog i love i love saying fun facts about things that are clearly not fun (laughs) sure Uh smog is caused partially by uh ground level ozone. So ozone is a thing you really want in the upper atmosphere. When it's in the lower atmosphere, it's basically the sun reacting with pollutants. Uh so it gets really hard to breathe and you can actually when you actually see that ground level ozone visually, that's smog. Mm. Um and it has nothing to do with desolation.
0: <laughs> uh <laughs> Is that a, uh, is that still a huge problem in LA compared to at that time or is it worse now? Uh, I think there, you know, there have been since the eighties, you know, like the eighties is
1: just, you know, I don't, I don't think there was many, uh, you know, support for being, you know, getting rid of pollutants as there is today. Yeah, I'm, I'm right. assuming it's, it's better. Um, yeah. The hotter it is, the worse it is. Uh, the one report I read described smog pollution as "quote sunburn on the inside of your lungs."
2: Oh, wow! Uh, yeah, that sounds like breathing in smog. So that is some evocative imagery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Now, I I kind of like see Daniel like obviously he's sullen. He's grasping for anything that he can say now because it's just like I'm 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 intent. on being angry about this. You're not going to talk me out of this, no matter how cheery you are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, then it's just, you know, he's saying, I don't like smog. And again, he's from
2: Newark. <laughs> this, so <laughs> this was my first thought. I, I'm okay. like, I'm like, you try, are you trying to tell me that they didn't have air pollution in the garden state? <laughs> and what I found was that actually in the 1980s, New Jersey had made serious strides in combating air pollution. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess. Uh, in the early, in like the first half of the 20th century, because of the rise of the automobile and trains um, and New Jersey was kind of a center for that kind of stuff, uh, air pollution was really, really bad. But there were um, in the in the 1970s, there started to be a lot more um, uh, regulation about pollutants. And so from what I from what I was reading, it seemed like. They had uh, they had really come quite a long way in the seventies and eighties, mm-hmm. um, and it, I don't know that smog was necessarily their particular issue anyway. But yes, I I also <laughs> did think, wait a minute, you wait a minute, are you tra- <laughs> New Jersey?
1: Come I on, know. I'm like why is he acting like he he moved from the Vermont countryside, like, <laughs> like stepping out the doorstep of Newark and just being like ah, breathe that in. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's not California, let me tell you Uh yeah. Uh yeah, I was looking through some r- reports as well and they said like with with you know, some of the unseasonably higher temperatures uh that we've gotten uh recently. Newark and New Jersey is still like one of the worst places in
2: the nation yeah, it, for pollution. it did seem to like it seemed to like come back the the amount of pollutant came back in like the early two thousands. Yeah. And so yeah
1: but you know it doesn't matter though i mean california and daniel is still essentially right california is always like top of the list though whenever sure. that comes up but still compare it to New um still but, I, I from
0: what i you know anecdotally from what i hear most people who go to california love it <laughs> yeah yeah i i quite enjoyed it um mm. yeah uh
1: moving on uh lucille starts going on about the pool he said did i tell you about the pool and he (laughs) says about 100 times ma and so this is where uh what i said in the previous minute about the drive how long it was that's where this comes into play (laughs) so he says about 100 times they've been driving for 41 hours uh so if if it was a straight shot Lucille told Daniel about the pool about once every 25 minutes. Okay. And, and that's only if they didn't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. So if they, they took a break and they said like, he got a he got a, he got a little bit of a break there, but still, right. I, I mean, I'm sure it's not minutes.
0: literal a hundred times, but. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, Daniel's just given us the facts here. I'm taking him at his word. smog. Not as good as Newark. Uh <laughs> Lucille, hundred times she said
2: that poll. Uh, was just <laughs> <she started> talking <laughs> about that poll. That's great. Oh. That's great. Um, and speaking of that 41-hour drive, yeah. uh, the fact that she had to do that on her own because Daniel doesn't have a license, uh-huh. uh, it, has, it has clearly affected her brain because all of a sudden, in her next line, she turns into a cartoon character from the 1980s. Because she she's all of a sudden rhyming now. Okay, make it a hundred and one. Open your eyes, my darling son. She's she's Wordsworth from the from Heathcliff and the Cadillac Cats. Cuckoo!
1: This is the Garden of Eden. Come on, listen.
2: She's I she's know.
1: really
0: overselling this place.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. She. But you know i mean i i guarantee like they just picked up everything and moved you know yeah. and it's no like there's no turning back now mm-hmm. um so... I'm sure she's
0: only seen it in a brochure or something too you know before oh, she yeah. actually got there
1: yep so yeah uh south seas apartments we got uh 37 apartments in this two-story complex it is located Uh, Near the streets of uh, Tampa and Sadekoy in Reseda. Uh, Location manager Richard Davis remembers John Avildsen loved the bleakness of the exterior. So (laughs) (laughs) that's just some opening fun facts about uh, (laughs) South Seas. Uh, All right. Let's uh, let's talk some Ralph Macchio. Um, So born in 61. So he was 22 years old when playing the Karate Kid and
0: man, he's uh, only four years younger than my dad that's crazy wow i always <laughs> just thought of him as like really young <laughs> wow
1: uh, the, uh, apparently some uh, some of the casts were like yeah you're 22 <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> uh he started tap dancing at the age of six uh he had a recurring role and it is enough and then he really got attention in the outsiders like i said um other big roles besides credit kid crossroads my cousin Vinny, that an, another ralph macho movie i've never seen but i keep hearing oh, good things
2: about it's it's very good
1: yeah uh on tv he recurred on ugly betty he got to fourth place on dancing with the stars <laughs> and uh he played a cop on hbo's the deuce um uh, which i'm sure who will cover eventually and of course uh yeah cobra guy <laughs> Yeah. Uh, also done tons of cameos and things related to Karate Kid, which we'll definitely be covering in in bonus episodes. Were you gonna say, Matt? Uh,
0: I was just gonna say, I like I like him as an actor. He's not like spectacular, but he's he's mostly believable except for anything he
2: has to do physically.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's, uh, yeah, he's very natural. He's
1: like a natural. He's just like that guy. you know I don't yeah.
2: know. Uh, you know it's funny that you say that because I actually, um, one of the things that I really appreciate about this minute is the, is the naturalness, um, of the acting here between Ralph Macchio and Randy Heller. Mm -hmm. Uh, they seem to have a a very simple chemistry, the way that this scene is blocked. Uh, they both have business that they're doing, you know, he's trying to get his bike off the car. She's pulling stuff out of the back of the station wagon. Right. Um, and it's, it's not staged in a way where it feels artificial. Mm-hmm. They're having a conversation while they're going about doing these tasks that they need to get done, and it just—it has this really natural feel to it that I really like.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was especially paying attention to how he was uh, pulling his bike off the roof. I was just like, he's trying one way, and he's trying another, and then he's like, oh, okay, this is the thing that I have to do to pull it off there, you right. know?
0: Where obviously the actor knows exactly how to get the bike off the roof, right? Yeah. <laughs> bike priority number one <laughs> <laughs> um
1: fun fun fact uh this is actually this is not depressing uh three year well maybe maybe if you're a lifelong bachelor uh you would think this is depressing but uh three years after the karate kid um ralph macchio married uh phyllis fierro uh, a nurse practitioner that he met when his grandmother introduced them when they were 15 years old so they were dating for 11 years before they tied the knot and yep. are still married to this day, <laughs> unlike any like sort of weird any any of these Hollywood romances or anything like it wow. seems like big popular actors get married really young and they they don't they don't last, you know, because things dry up and things get depressing. But no, sure. they're
0: so since they were 15, they're they're a thing. They were a thing. Yeah. So that, they've had like no other dating experience.
1: Probably <laughs> <I guess> not. Yeah. <laughs>
0: wow
1: i if, if you know that person's the one i guess that's how it works
0: mm. yeah
1: um they have two kids uh older daughter julia she's 28 and his son is named daniel <laughs> 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 well, of course uh 24 he's a he's a film composer actually um just Ooh. he's on imdb julia is an actress um, and uh, yeah, like I said before, he's 58 today. And another fun fact: he's invited to be my best friend if he wants to. You listening there you out go. there? <laughs> right, let's hang out. Uh, <laughs> all right, some more facts. Uh, casting of Daniel Larusso uh tom cruise charlie sheen robert downey jr emilio estevez nicholas cage anthony edwards who was deemed too tall and eric stoltz who is deemed not enough dynamics and couldn't even be marnie mcfly either <laughs> i was
0: gonna, I
2: was gonna eric stoltz
1: <laughs>
0: cut out of everything
1: sean penn was also offered the role of daniel uh Dude. he turned it down he said he was trying to Get more adult roles and actually said later in an interview he thought ralph macchio was one of the greatest living actors
2: so wow
1: <laughs> yeah okay. i praise sean Penn.
2: Yeah. um so of those names you listed yeah the, i think the only one that like in an like in an alternate timeline that i would be interested in is robert downey jr <laughs> <laughs> yeah because I'm thinking about 1983, 84, Robert Downey Jr. And that would be, int- I think he would make an interesting Daniel Arusso.
1: Oh, man, I would, you know, but he always played like the jerk, like the bully. Like, I would think of him more as Cobra Kai. Yeah. Like, I remember him from Weird Science.
2: Right, that's true.
1: Hmm. Um, I mean, Anthony Edwards definitely could play like a, a wimpy guy. But again, too tall, they said. <laughs> Uh, also Nicole, i think Nicole also Stage. i think too
2: good looking too, i too think like 19, 1984 uh anthony edwards like what was that um high school usa era anthony edwards uh, too good looking i just remember him from revenge of the nerds so immediately oh yeah him. i guess that's true <laughs> uh
1: so uh yeah like i charlie sheen come on that like, he was definitely too cool in the 80s uh oh, yeah. tom, tom cruise i don't know um I mean, Tom Cruise looked pretty rough in The Outsiders, so he didn't look like... But he had, like, risky business uh, right after that and, you know, immediately became, like, Hollywood star material. Um, But, yeah. Um, Let's see. Oh, I did want to mention, maybe as a reminder to myself, that I do have uh, screenshots of, like, the handwritten lists of actors they were considering for Daniel and, you know, they... and. You can see some of those names on there as if they had run them through auditions and stuff. So, mm. uh, Writer Robert Mark Kamen wanted Daniel LaRusso to be, quote, a wimp with a chip on his shoulder. And he says, John Ableton called me up um, to his apartment uh, and said he was bringing someone over. I opened the door and there's Ralph. No musculature, a skinny little string bean of a kid. He wasn't particularly coordinated for martial arts i showed him some simple blocking and punching moves and he couldn't do them at all
0: yeah <laughs> that does not surprise me
1: i said that's perfect we have a kid that knows nothing i wanted a wimp and ralph is the paradigmatic wimp
0: however the problem with that is you want them to be able to grow in their skills over the, the <laughs> length of the movie but i don't think he does <laughs> I,
1: I i believe in daniel arusso
0: there's a shirt <laughs> <laughs> but Ralph Macho. I'm talking
1: about. <laughs> oh, uh, sorry, I believe in Ralph. Ralph again, beers anytime. Um, my treat. <laughs> um, you might get carded. Uh, mm-hmm. so uh, also casting uh, for Lucille, Randy Heller. Um, and yeah, I just love how cheery she is. Oh, she's I, great. My previous podcast, Fright Night Minute, had a actress who played Charlie's mom, and she was like woefully underused just like randy is and uh you know i just i just love these cheery moms of the 80s that you know you just you wish you see more of them i don't
0: know she um, seemed, she seems like she'd be good on sopranos did she ever show up in the sopranos <laughs> no no I yeah think so she'd have her a, like a, she'd be a real
1: lorraine brocco kind of type yeah. uh they were considering valerie harper for the role of lucille I don't mm. know if you guys remember who Valerie is. Yes, Valerie um, from Valerie.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: and uh, Rhoda, I think. Yes. Yeah.
2: I she I think she has a little too much edge to her.
1: Mm.
2: Yeah. Uh, a little too sarcastic. I think maybe maybe I'm reading maybe yeah. I'm I'm getting too much from Rhoda in that. But um, <laughs> I yeah I really think Randy Heller is just almost almost perfect.
1: Yeah. Oh, gosh, you know, again, you know, spoilers for Cobra Kai. But when she shows up in that show, I was just like, oh, my God, she's still around. <laughs> yeah, she looked great, too. Yeah. Uh, and oh, also, yeah, like I said, uh, she she you don't get a lot of her in this movie, but she does have more scenes that were cut. And I'm going to mention them as we go through the movie. Um, so I can't talk about them now. I have, have things to talk about <laughs> later. Are they in your book? Um, in my book, in my script, um, in the uh, the rehearsal on YouTube that I watched, uh, all right? Sorts of yeah. Um, so Daniel grabs his bike and his suitcase, and again, uh, watched the commentary today. And uh, Robert Mark came and in, came in and says, "Look at that suitcase! It's concave. There's nothing in there." <laughs> Ralph Macho is like, "Yeah, but look at the way I sold it. <laughs> it's really heavy." And then, uh, my, oh, my next note is a uh, T-shirt. So, Matt, did you have anything to say about the T-shirt? Yeah, I was
0: like, what is the three eyes? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we need somebody to tell us. It sounds like an like an old anime or something,
1: but I don't. <laughs> I <doubt> I, <laughs> every time I was like, look, I was searching and, searching and searching. All I would see is just like Karate Kid three eyes shirt reproduced. You know, just looks just like what Daniel wore. Yeah. the shirt is like he wears it like four times during the movie, too sometimes
0: it's like under a flannel but it's the same shirt I mean what could it possibly be like besides i show or a uh, band <laughs> I don't know I have no idea yeah uh,
1: uh, yeah again somebody please enlighten us
2: yeah.
1: uh so uh Daniel uh walks his bike to the gate says e and the minute ends <laughs> yeah E. He- <laughs> <laughs> Uh, did you guys have anything else about this minute in particular that you that nope. mentioned? Nope. I don't yeah.
2: believe so. Yeah.
0: Alright, let's it's get pretty to our, exhaustive.
1: our Wednesday question for you, David. Do you consider Daniel LaRusso to be the antagonist of the Karate Kid? No, I do
2: not. And I know, for, I know for some people that's going to be controversial. I do not think he is the antagonist. I think that he is at times an agitator. Mm-hmm. But He's a teenage boy. Uh, I, I have two of them, and they are all agitators. <laughs> um, and you know, yes, he doesn't know when to quit. He does as as you know, as will be said at one point, he he doesn't know how to not make things worse, right? Um, but I think there is a there is a, a journey in this in this movie that I think somewhat lines up with the traditional, like, Joseph Campbell hero's journey. Mm. Um, some of, I mean, it doesn't have all of the steps, it doesn't have a lot of the the more mythic and fantastical elements, but it I do think he fits pretty well the idea of an antagonist, even if he's not necessarily all, or I mean, a, pro, a protagonist, even if he's not necessarily a likable one at times.
1: Right. I mean, just thinking of the beach scene, we'll, we'll get to it, but, like, he... Like, he's just like, hey, hey, you know, he's trying to make he's trying to make peace and then all of a sudden gets knocked down for it. And then he sure gives it back and then he offers his hand. He's like, okay we're good. We're even. Nope. (laughs) And it's just one thing after another. And uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of it's bruised ego.
2: But uh, I I would actually take it even deeper than that. I think that for a large portion of this movie, Daniel seems to have kind of an inferiority complex. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, That I think manifests itself uh almost in some some minor self-destructive behavior (laughs) i do not (laughs) have i do not have a degree in psychology or (laughs) psychiatry uh i'm I'm just playing armchair here um but i you know i do think that he's you know that there is there is that inferiority complex there and so even when people are on his side he doesn't think it's necessarily even for the right reasons um yeah well uh
1: i'm i'm Kind of glad you come down on the side that I agree with. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Not many discussions on the Internet end up this way. Uh, But, um, yeah, I will be I am keeping a score sheet and uh, (laughs) and, uh, and we'll find out by the end of the movie. Uh, whether our guests come down to, uh, you know, in the average between antagonist and protagonist. But uh, this week, David says protagonist. Yes, Ding-ding. I do. All right. All right, sailors, let's, uh, let's here's the swimming with bow-legged <laughs> women. It's time to cast our sails and leave this port. Yo-ho-ho, it's time for our plugs. Uh, <laughs> uh, Matt, you said yesterday you, were, you did a commentary for, not yesterday, on Monday, yeah. uh for hooplecast cast so we we talked about that
0: mm-hmm. the last of uh, sheila i forgot to explain what kind of movie it is it's kind of like a murder mystery so i uh, guess think clue maybe oh interesting! but it takes place mostly on a boat and a few mediterranean towns <laughs> like the south seas is that a mediterranean <laughs> <laughs> um and Ra- raquel welch of course is, can be seen in her bathing suit
1: well there you go um <laughs> And can you let folks know where to find Hoopalcast?
0: Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Just Google it, man. Google Hoopalcast again. <laughs> yeah. <thing> comes up. <laughs> I don't think I don't think he has a com. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh
1: well as for us, uh we have of course the Karate Kid Minute. Please send feedback to KarateKidMinute at gmail.com. Let's hear what you have you come down on the, the antagonist discussion, or if you can tell us what the three eyes are. We should do like a Here's another t-shirt idea Like a like matrix font What are the three eyes <laughs> <laughs> like a Black t-shirt
0: take, t- t- take the red pill Yeah. <laughs> find out what the three eyes are
1: uh, Oh gosh uh, Follow us on Twitter uh, At Karate Kid Minute Or join the Miyagi-Do Karate Dojo uh, Facebook group Just search on Facebook for Karate Kid Minute You'll find us um and of course uh, go to apple podcasts uh, please rate review and subscribe um and subscribe actually wherever you find podcasts we'll be there um and uh, as for today uh thank you for joining us on this wednesday david
2: thank you very much for having me
1: would you like to come back on friday uh
2: i will be here with bells on
1: <laughs> all right and Which will and... be very
2: distracting on a podcast <laughs> yeah I might have to kind of hold, hold still um <laughs> all right until next time Watch out for falling coconuts.